Okay, we're going back to Hawaii, guys. But first, we got Dave, we got Johnny, Sephra, Joe, Marion. We're all on a, a longboard surfing back to uh, Hawaii to meet Kino Kinerium, who's uh, a legend in his own right. So let's see what he has to say, and we'll talk about it. Well, wait, wait a minute. He's bringing the ocean to us. Let's... He's bringing the ocean to us. I was just surfing on the ocean, Joe. Right. right? All right, let's do it. He's bringing the ocean to us, and right now we're going to him. We are here for Spartan Up the Podcast in Hawaii with Kino Canarium, owner of Honakea, right, which is attempting to bring surfing inland. Correct. All right, tell me about tell me about this uh, crazy idea. So the idea is to <clears throat> there's technologies out there that create perfect waves, yeah. Hawaiian style real ocean waves, and um, if we can share the Hawaiian culture and some aspect positive aspects with surfing, then and build some real estate around it. That so, it would be so you're going to move the ocean to the to the neighborhood, right? It's okay. like a ski resort. Got it. How big is this um, this thing that you're creating? This lake or whatever. There's a variety of technologies, but it's big. It's like man-made lakes from maybe an acre and a half to 13 acres. Got it. So this big lake is is formed. You dig it out. You fill it with water. And then you put in uh, technology that creates the perfect wave. Don't they have this stuff already? Have... No, yeah. Since uh, Kelly Slater just came out with a great technology, Wave Gardens had a fantastic technology. It's been proven yeah. uh, overseas. And there's another facility that we helped design in Austin that's yeah. 160 acres. Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. Nice. And so, um, so how many people get on the wave at once? Isn't that, I don't know anything about surfing. Right. But, but when you're a surfer, one of the big problems is you're fighting over waves. Yeah, I think. That you, I mean, not physically right, fighting, but right. you're, you're waiting in line. Yeah, I think. I think uh, the fun of surfing is it's in nature, and you get to do it with your friends, and it's free. And um, but the the downsides for some people, they don't have access to the ocean, or they have to drive with their gas car four hours to go find surf, and hope that the ocean's providing waves, and hope that there's no sharks, or no jellyfish, or no coral. So. Um, what these technologies can do is provide a consistent experience for people to learn and augment the ocean, right? And it's our job, or we see it as our responsibility, and the, the Hawaiian culture has a term called kuleana. It's our responsibility or opportunity to be able to influence them if we can share some positive aspects with surfing. Sure. Then, then that's the goal. Right? So, so bring surfing to the masses. Right. Is in there, a great way. In a great way. In, a, in an authentic way. <laughs> right, hopefully. Is, but is there, um, are there a bunch of naysayers that are saying, um, are you going to ruin surfing? So our co-founder, Brian K. Alana, who, you know, he's maybe the biggest naysayer. Um, for him, he sees this as either the worst thing for surfing or the best thing for surfing. So people come, they learn to surf really well in a, you know, controlled environment. And then they come to Hawaii to surf here or anywhere else in the world. And they can be a liability in the ocean, right? and uh, a liability for everybody, lifeguards, other surfers. Right. Um, what, what kind of attitude are you going to teach them? Are you going to teach them just to love competition? Are you going to teach them to think about safety and family and, and fun? Right. So we have an opportunity here to hopefully guide people or, or the experience, maybe the sport, in this positive direction versus strictly a, a competitive and skill-based so, so to use the analogy of the ski resort, uh, on a weekend on a busy ski resort in the Northeast, you get all these people that don't necessarily know how to ski, they're wearing jeans, they become a liability. And you're saying, hey, if we can teach them in a controlled environment, right. 
and use technology, use you know the best. It's similar. We study a lot of the hospitality industry and how do they influence customer experience? How do they do it really well? Right? Yeah. So if and if our customers don't have a great experience the first time they try it, they're probably not going to come back anyway. So what? You were a surfer. Yes. So you've been surfing how long? Twenty years. So you grew up in Hawaii. Yes. Um, no yes, no answers. Give me, give me, give <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, I grew. I was born and raised here. Yeah. I went to Punahou yeah. High School, um, and uh, went to the Naval Academy. Did my time in the Navy as a um, salvage engineer and a kind of a, a submarine maintenance project manager. Right. And left the Navy to do this, and I've been doing this full time for five so years. Talk about submarine maintenance. <laughs> You're underwater for how, how long do subs go out for? So, yeah. Subs go underwater for maybe 90 to some of the missions are, are seem are long, right. maybe closer to a year. Really? Underwater? Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, it, takes a, it takes a certain mindset to be able to deal with that. Well, you know, we were talking about Tesla earlier, and I think it's mission and purpose, right? So if you have a great mission, you know what you're there to do, the, the work isn't work. It can be very fun. And this is tip of the spear type activity, maybe similar to what a Navy SEAL might experience, right? The sacrifice being away from your family, being away from the sun, eating canned food for a couple months, it m might all be worth it because you're doing something, something for your country. Big, bigger than you. Of course, just okay. like, uh, you know, I want to be part of a Spartan race because I, not just because I want to be more like Joe DeSanto, but maybe because I want to join a tribe and that tribe's headed in a positive direction. I don't know where it's going to take me, but that's what we want to do, right? So you're on a sub. What is submarine maintenance? Literally. So you got a nuclear reactor, you have a whole bunch of kind of sophisticated sensors and technology to control this underwater um, death trap, right? Because if it sinks, uh, you know, it. that's it. Right. So, um, right, you can't, you can't, there's nothing you could do as a boat, you could jump off, maybe you get rescued. Right, they do this training where you're going to go into this little compartment and uh, put this special suit on and you're going to shoot rocket to the surface while you're exhaling from, you know, whatever, a couple hundred feet. And then you're going to float in the middle of the ocean and hopefully get rescued. So, uh, yeah. And if, that, that assumes that you're going to hit the bottom where that's shallow enough where the submarine doesn't, like, implode. Implode, right. Which is, like, 2% of the ocean. Got it. So highly unlikely uh, if it goes down, right. you're going down with the ship. Right. So they have all kind of safety measures, and they make sure those safety measures work. The nuclear reactor is safe. Uh, the, the submarine's quiet, right? We can't have pumps that aren't... Um, that aren't, aren't making noise. Right. We need it to you be very be, stealthy. You, yeah, you don't want to be detected. So you're you're in there. You're you're repairing a submarine in the in the death trap. You're doing this thing for your country. And how do you get into um, building land-based surf parks? So I did the project management. So for, on my end, it was managing the budget for the taxpayers right. with the idea that if we don't get the submarine on time, it's gonna affect the active duty sailors and their families. And if we spend more money than we need to, then we're gonna be affecting the taxpayers. Got so um, I transitioned from that. I studied naval architecture in college, which, and then in, as a subset, hydrofoil engineering. I took that pretty far. And uh, in 2011, I had seen, uh, also in the Navy, I did some salvage engineering. So a lot of like, strength analysis and ships, working with cables, underwater diving hard hats. Um, so I saw a technology in 2011 that had the potential to create this world-class surfing wave. And I thought, based man, on if, your, Based on your experience. Right, right. right. So uh, maybe I was, because of that I could see it, or maybe, you know, everyone saw it, uh, you know, probably everyone saw it. <laughs>
and, and then you and then now you've got a um, battle. Um, you know, you got a paycheck in the government every every week. Right now, you got to battle this idea. You came out into the the unsafe zone, uh, probably less safe than being in the submarine. Right. Um, in the sense that you've got to financial safety, there, right, and then yeah. try to and try to build a business. Right. How's that going? It's hard. It, uh, we were talking about entrepreneurship earlier, and I think the analogy we came up with is. You know, every day you have to wake up and hopefully your life is extremely balanced so you can have, be motivated every morning. But you have to wake up every morning with the idea of running super fast or maybe as fast as you can into a brick wall and just take a small chunk out. Because no meeting you have, no phone call you have, no email that you receive is going to make or break your business. I mean, especially in the world that we're dealing with, which is pretty large scale land development. Sure. Requires politicians and, and a lot of process. Yeah, a lot of money. Yeah, you know, I, I've had the argument with my wife and, and other women that I said uh, running a business is harder than giving you know, birth to a baby. And um, I wouldn't know because I've never given birth. But, <laughs> but, um, but women have confirmed that. Women that have had babies and run businesses have said, Joe, you're right. Running a business is, and now they didn't say running into a brick wall every day, but I, I've run enough business to say I think that's a great analogy. Well, I think most Spartan people would understand that it's like that to go endure short-term pain and let's call labor 48 hours, that, that would be terrible, right? right? And hopefully everything goes well. That's the other scary part about labor, but the whole business aspect, it's like if I could go not sleep and, and maybe type from like a freezing cold ice bath and accomplish the goals I needed to accomplish, in forty eight in, in forty eight hours, awesome. I would, you, you would I would even, do you that. Even, you would even take ninety six hours. Right. I would consider that like once a month. Right, <laughs> you know. Right. So. Um, you pray pray to God. God, I will take the worst you have for ninety six hours, as opposed to it. It never ends, right? Because even even when you're successful in business and you've had your periods of success here building this business, you're not even successful. No. Hey guys, this is Joe Di with today's Spartan SGX fitness tip. Did you know that stretching isn't always good for us? So some of us have joints that are tight or they feel tight, but when you're trying to think about what stretches to do, don't just stretch the same muscles all the time or just your hamstrings before exercise. Think about how you're using your body on a daily basis and try to do the opposite. So if you're sitting a lot, stretch the front because that's what shortens when we sit. If we're standing a lot, then maybe stretch your hamstrings because that's what would be lengthened in that position. So look at your day and do the opposite when you're trying to think about what stretches you need to do. Aru. And how do you define success, right? I mean, it's like everyone has their own opinion. It's, it's uh, how happy am I? How rich am I? How, how many people am I influencing? What's the impact I'm having on the planet? You know, th there's this whole variety of definitions of success and like, yeah. You hear it a lot, I think, in the Hawaiian culture because they have this aloha spirit concept, which is that you're going to give, right? Give as much as you can give, and if it comes back, great. But one of the biggest traits that I love about you after knowing you for a couple of years is you're one of the most giving people I've met in business, where you're sending people emails out of the blue, connecting people with other people, like the most valuable resource, which is people. Right. You do that all the time, and, and the other piece of that is the discipline that you have. There's very few leaders out there that walk the walk, and I... You know, I don't know how well the rest of the world knows you. I know that you answer your phone when someone's calling you in a car in Hawaii that you have no clue who they are and you, you are completely open and honest with them and make time for them. And that's huge. 
but I feel like I've gotten to know a little bit more of Joe and you know the fact that you live by your values every day consistently day in and day out you do your workouts you take care of your body you work hard and maybe you work hard because you see some you get emails from people saying wow you changed my life um, or, or you can set the right example for your kids but you know how do you do it where um, how are you so successful and, and so giving and still so disciplined every day? Yeah, so I, I would say um, I wish it was um, selflessness, but, but I probably got data points running businesses as, uh, for many years now, it's been 30 plus years, that um, it comes back tenfold. So yeah, if you help people and make connections, then they call you one day and they have a connection, right? Um, you wake up and do a workout, you feel great the rest of the day. Right. Right? I, I, um, you and I talked about this idea of frame of reference. It's really important that I suffer every single day. I gotta suffer. There's a great, and I don't think I've ever talked about this on the podcast. There's a great saying that I heard from a Kung Fu master, a real Kung Fu master in Asia, that said, um, without going through the whole story, that basically this person uh, achieved tremendous success as a samurai because every night he closes his eyes and he visualizes everything in his life burning, you know, to death, gone. Family, his material things, everything's gone. So every day when he wakes up, his eyes open, brand new day. Right. I start at zero. Right. Right? And so if you start at zero, you can only look up right. for the day. Yeah, it, w it would, you know, knowing nothing about mental health, it's like if you wake up every day assuming and being appreciative of everything you have, that you can walk, that right. you can see, that you didn't get shot in Afghanistan, that all of your friends are alive and all your family's there, and and uh, a meteor didn't hit planet Earth, right? right. Uh, and there's not World War Three. How happy would you be, right, every and, day? Yeah, you and I talked about this idea of um, we used to have really low expectations. Hopefully right. a meteor doesn't hit. Hopefully the sun comes up tomorrow. <laughs> right. If the sun comes up tomorrow, we're good. Right. Right. It's all I want. Right. Today, what's our expectations? There's no Wi-Fi on the plane. Right. Uh, I want to talk to the manager. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. I saw people flipping out three days ago in the UK because the flight was delayed. And I'm thinking, I actually don't want these the people working for the airline listening to the crazy people because if they rush the maintenance problem they're taking care of, I'm going to be in that plane. So why are we upset? We shouldn't be upset. We should be thanking them, keep everybody happy. We want them working carefully on whatever they're working on on the plane. Or like walking past someone that's laying on the, on the ground in your neighborhood, right? Like, right. It, are they a homeless person or they just have a stroke? Right. But you consistently see people just ignoring other human beings. Like that sort of perspective, it, we lose, right? Because we get so connected to... I think, in my opinion, hopefully uh, one of the presidential, uh, somebody in the world with power is listening. Um, I would suggest we put everybody through a rite of passage. If everybody at 16 or 18 years old did one year of it could be in Hawaii carrying rocks underwater, whatever it is. Or the military. You, military, you've got to feel so much pain for a year that uh, like you feel in business right now or I feel in business, you will have a lot of empathy when you're done with that because you got to be knocked down a few steps, right? To appreciate, to appreciate what, it. what you have, right? Yeah. I mean, that, that's, uh, but the thing that you're saying is you know, if we want to be successful, and let's just say that's happiness, right? It's a skill, and part of that skill is learning discipline. So if you want to be happy, you got to balance a bunch of things in life, right? I don't know. What are those? It's fitness, it's probably nutrition, family, family yeah. purpose, yeah. which is probably the biggest topic for our modern society. Is like, I think 
a lot of people wake up every day and the, their lack of motivation is that they don't know that they're training to go to Afghanistan. They don't know that they're going to try to put a man on Mars in 2040 like Tesla. They don't know that they need to come out with a new iPhone by this date uh, at Apple. Um, how does like the everyday person that's working a government job find purpose in their lives? And some of that is that selflessness piece. I think that you have to integrate that into your daily routine, weekly routine. Yeah, have some empathy, take care of some people, and, and however that is, however you define it, right? right. And, and you'll feel some purpose or go for, do some surfing at one of your parks or come to a Spartan race. <laughs> well, Spart I mean, physical pain is, is, you know, it's like at the end of some grueling uh, day in dive school or at the end of a trifecta Spartan race, all you probably need, I've heard you say this before, is water, food, and shelter, right? It's like, and maybe not even shelter. It's like I can crawl under my truck and get a couple hours of sleep, but it's like you're just so happy to be done and like the, the euphoria of, of accomplishing something you didn't know you can accomplish physically is easy, right? It's like, I say it's easy because we can organize an event and go do it, right? Accomplishing something uh, for other people sometimes is hard or accomplishing something for the planet can seem overwhelming where where do you start, right? Like as an individual that isn't super influential or isn't super rich, you know, it seems like a lot of people, they spend half their lives getting really wealthy, right? And focusing just on one aspect of half, life. More than half, right? Like there's so many billionaires that are unhappy. Right. And then what do you, and then the philanthropy question comes in where it's like, what do I do with the rest of my time on earth? How do I become happy? Okay. Right. And, and you want really to be, you want to be happy, take some things out of your life. And add some discipline. Right. So as, there's nutrition, fitness, family, financial. You got to take care of the financial you take, piece. Yeah. Uh, you got to take care of your kids' financial piece. You got to have perspective every day. Maybe that's like the you meditation. Got you got a purpose. We got to turn yeah. it into an acronym. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> We're not smart enough for that. <laughs> You're awesome. So this is a Kino Canarium finish part two. Business. I'm always fascinated by people who are changing the world in such a profound way, bringing the ocean to people who are in Minnesota. Yeah. That's unheard of. Well, what, what's cool about it compared to how it's been done before is that, you know, in the past it was, we're going to build a wave park so we can make some money on people who want to surf. Mm -hmm. And he's saying, we're going to build a wave experience so that people can learn about the Hawaiian culture, can learn about water safety, can learn about surfing. It's such a different perspective. It's, you know what I mean? It's, well, not, it's not just commodity. He's trying to remain extremely authentic, right? It wasn't just about, talk about purpose, it wasn't yeah. just about a business plan, it wasn't just about economics. For him, it was exactly that. We want to remain true to where surfing came from. We want to bring that whole authenticity around the world and open up the world to this idea of, of surfing and enjoyment of the, the ocean and um, you know, not taking advantage of it, mm -hmm. safety. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. I mean, I didn't mean to interrupt you, Joe. No, it's absolutely fine. <laughs> Just riding the wave. <laughs> but, uh, no, but I mean, it, it brings me back. Like, I, I went back to school to get my teaching master's in education, right? And, and there's an adage that says, um, read it and I'll understand, show me. And I'm, I'm messing up this quote, by the way. <laughs> Show me and I'll comprehend, but like involve me and, and like I'll really get it. You know, it's that, it's that type of thing. At least it's you that. stuck with the same quote start to finish. If it was Don Devaney, there'd be four quotes that would have been woven in there. <laughs> Don. We love you, Don. Um, we do love you, Don. Yeah. But uh, no, no, no. I mean, I mean, the point is the saying like experiential, hands-based, full sensory learning. That's when people actually 
care. I mean, I went to Colorado College. We were on a block plan, which means we traveled for our classes. We spent three and a half weeks in full immersion of things. When people are, again, seeing, smelling, hearing, doing, that's when they build a relationship to something, and then that's when they actually care about caretaking it. So if you want people to understand the ocean, throw them in it, right? And mm -hmm. so, that, so that's why these guys are brilliant, plus the fact that it's fun and, you know, also... Just putting out there, 70% of our earth, our oceans, they're dying. <laughs> they might, they, they need to be remediated and taken care of to save our planet <laughs> or our fish. So, so having people have a connection point in Minnesota, in yep. Fargo, wherever they are, brilliant. That's I, I, a big idea. Yeah, I love when we talked about, too. It's, it's oh, a, I met him. You met, yeah, you met him oh. here. Yeah. You met him here at the 431. I did. Yeah, great guy. Oh, yeah, I was super good guy. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. And yeah. so, so, but I, I love that it's a win-win because he says some people will never get the opportunity to go to the ocean, so why shouldn't they be able to experience surfing and have the fun with it? And like you say, they may even have some kind of personal connection that they'll actually get involved with, uh, hmm. with initiatives. But like the ski mountain in Dubai. Absolutely. <laughs> except little, total, except little, totally little, different. Little different. <laughs> but, but, <laughs> but, but, I, but, I love but, the idea of crashing into the wall every day. Oh yeah, that I, was I mean, a great you know point. me. That's the yeah. that's the one that gets me. Yeah, what, like, what, what is it? How do you put it? He said you got to be prepared in business every day. Every single day, wake up, run into the wall, head for run into I, the brick, start yeah, to chip it. He said you got to find a way to and, love and it. And the thing is, yeah. he, he said to me because I was with him, you're never going to get through it. Like just yeah. accept that. Yeah. You might maybe a millimeter, a little brick falls off every day. Doesn't matter. It's yeah. irrelevant. You're not getting through it. Just get psyched up, smile, and run into it every day. Yeah, yeah. And I could not agree more. Yeah, huge. I don't but, know about the smile. I mean, yes, you should smile. It's very hard to smile. <laughs> but don't you think it's better to go around the wall? No. Is this a philosopher <laughs> always screws up the message? What if you're just misunderstanding the wall and you, you think that it never ends, but really there's a little hole on the side that you just missed? Secret garden door? So, so, so I, I, have a, I have a hack for you on that one. The other thing that he said that I think is really great is that you just wake up every day from scratch. The world doesn't owe you anything. And, and, and just accept that just by waking up and the sun coming up or even not coming up, um, you can be happy. Mm -hmm. And so the idea about running that wall every day, okay. um, if, if you've decided that your purpose involves knocking that wall down, mm -hmm. you're absolutely right. The other idea is to go around the wall and see what's on the other side. But if your purpose is, is, is running through that wall, wake up every morning and all you need to be happy is waking up. Mm -hmm. Right, because so many of us we wake up and we're like, as long as this happens and this happens and somebody does this for me and people give me this and I have that, then I can be happy. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And are you, I, are you a victor or a victim? Yeah, absolutely. You uh -huh. you can every single day get up and decide I'm going to be happy no matter what. And then the other thing he talked about too Speaking with that, I, I want to see the way he put it. When he talked about let selflessness in, integrate into your daily life, and the idea about um, if, if that can be your purpose is to go out and do things for other people. And here he is. He can go surfing all day, every day. He's already a successful guy. He lives mm -hmm. in Hawaii, right? Mm -hmm. Instead, he's moved to Austin, Texas, where he's building this enormous water park so that other people can do it, taking a huge risk. You know, mm -hmm. you guys talked about uh, your favorite topic of what is, is, is business more difficult than childbirth. That's right. And, um, and here's a guy who says, you know, every single day, you got to be committed to that. So, uh, so, so he, but he wakes up happy every day. We, we had a great conversation with him down here mm -hmm. at 431. Nicest mm -hmm. guy in the world. Happy Maybe it's from hitting the wall so many times yeah, with his exactly. head. <laughs> Delirious from the wall. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Well, any of these big ideas, you're not going to reach the goal for a long, long time, if ever. Mm -hmm. But you take one step, and you move one step forward the next day, and then one step forward mm -hmm. the next day, and you get a little closer. And if you happen to have Dave by your side, then you, you skirt the obstacles. You <laughs> take an escalator. <laughs> well, we, we've, we've heard so many... Um, We've had so many podcast start. interviews where the take home is break up your big tasks into yeah. little tasks 
into achievable tasks so that your big goal uh, doesn't seem so intimidating anymore. And you can actually make progress, though not all of it all at running once. Running coaches will tell me, I don't know if you've heard this, Johnny, is um, look down when you're running up the hill. Do not look up at what you've got to tackle. It's a lot easier. Yep. That's, like, that, that, that's like at the uh, Agogi. Um, we were hiking with uh, a great person, Peter Borden. He's like, you know, I actually prefer hiking through the night when you when you're you going up a steep. You, you can't see it. He's like, <laughs> he's like, once the sun came out and you could, you, you know, you see where you're going. It, that that's that, that that's that mental patterning thing. It's just it's P- almost P- better. To Peter be. actually asked me that we refer to him as a great man, not just a great person, but Peter Borden is a oh, great. He is a he's great a great man. man. He's a great man. That's <laughs> interesting. That's really interesting. Yeah. Speaking of great men and great women, you'll see all kinds of interviews with lots of those people at SpartanUpPodcast.com. Make sure that you subscribe, and more importantly, make sure you join the conversation. Uh, comment. Let us know what you love. Let us know what questions you have. We'll jump in. We'll answer whatever we can, and uh, it'll be great to see you online. Thanks a lot, SpartanUpPodcast.com. Thank you. Thank you for watching another epic story of success. If you like our message, please share Spartan Up with your friends and subscribe on iTunes, YouTube, or wherever you catch our show, maybe in the woods. Spartan Up is brought to you by Spartan Race. To find a race near you, visit Spartan.com. Spartan Up.